So, how was your day, Shane? My day was great. I got Popeyes and I got boba. That's all I need in life. So, did you get the Popeyes uh, spicy chicken sandwich? No, this time I got. I'm. I tried their tenders today because I got the. I got the sandwich before. I like it, but I wanted to try the tenders to compare it to Cane's. Mm. Cane tenders are meh. Or what? They're meh. Meh. Yeah, meh. Andrew said that ch- ch- Cane's chicken tenders are meh. Yeah, they're, uh-huh. they're dry. They're dry. Oh well, maybe you should try Popeyes chicken tenders. I would rather go back to Canes than get Popeyes. I think you should instead of getting chicken tenders, you should get fish and chips. Fish and chips. But I have nothing to compare them to. I do feel like though, the best chicken tenders, excluding McDonald's, would have to be Chick Fil A. Why would you say McDonald's? Does McDonald's even offer chicken tenders? They used to. They did, but I'm also counting chicken nuggets. They, they, they oh. have, used to have this really good thing. What was it called? Oh, snack wrap? Yes, that was... Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. With the ranch and the chicken tender yeah. Yeah. and the lettuce? My first internship, I lived on those. I don't know what a snack wrap is, but oh. I'll try it one They're day. They're so good, especially for the They're price. So good. Yeah, it's amazing. No, but um, I think does Chick Fil A even offer chicken tenders too? No, Andrew said he was including chicken nuggets in the oh, realm chicken of too. chicken. Yeah, so. Mm. But no, I mean Chick Fil A hands down, it, best chicken ever. Like from a fast food joint, hundred percent. I don't know. KFC is pretty up there for me, dude. High key, I've never actually tried KFC. Lie. KFC is. It's good, but not my go-to. Yeah, I'm I'm uncultured. My bad. But But yeah, I mean, I think probably Canes is like a mid-tier chicken place for me. I like their sauce, but I don't think their chicken tenders are juicy. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, if the sauce didn't exist, I wouldn't be going to Canes. Exactly. So I understand what you mean. Right? Like, I can go to Chick-fil-A and I can order the chicken without the sauce and I'd be equally as happy. Really? I I feel like this the sauce makes it for me. I'm a sauce guy. You ever hear about those ranch people? I'm one of those ranch people. Wait, do you guys prefer ranch or blue cheese? I think that's the real question. Actually, blue cheese. Blue cheese. Blue cheese is so much yeah. better. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I like ranch. <sighs> okay, I respect that. That's fine. Oops. No, I mean, because... I'm a ranch guy for everything else, but blue cheese, especially, okay, this may sound disgusting, but if you have like, um, like Wings Over Boston, for example, their blue, their blue cheese dressing. On, Dude, wait, Shane would not know who the, so, that is. So essentially, okay, just think of like really greasy wings mm-hmm. and then blue cheese all over that at like 3 a.m. Mm. Fantastic. I think I think at that point, anything at three a.m. T- will taste fantastic. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Yeah, yeah. It's just the, the little extra extra special sauce. You know what I'm talking about.
Hey guys, welcome back to Heads Up Podcast. My name's Andrew, and I'm here with Aaron and also our new editor, Shane. Hello. Thanks for having me. No problem, man. Um, we've known him for a few years. Uh, he was ahead of us by about a year in high school. But yeah, let's all give a little welcome, warm welcome of applause to Shane. And yeah, let's just thank jump you, into this you. episode. So I guess uh, first thing to talk about that we kind of want to talk about is uh, from our last episode, defining what community is inside high school and college, what that means for us. Yeah, so definitely, I feel like um, the first thing that kind of is super distinct between high school and college is in high school, there is that, I guess, I mean, obviously the high school community of just your entire class. And then obviously, if you're in a sport or if you're in a club, um, that is kind of the, I guess, group that you hang out with, especially um, for me and Aaron and even Shane. Um, We were all on the swim team, so we'd all group together uh, and kind of hang out within that specific, I guess, cohort. Um, but then when you get to college, obviously, it's it, it's very different when you have um, a bunch of different classes and you could be in the same class, but with like a different section or something like that. So um, it's a lot of different people that you're meeting um, throughout the course of even your first and second year. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like in high school, like you're not like more forced to be friends, but like you're put in more situations where you have to make friends. Right. So let's say you have AP bio, right? You're taking that course for an entire year. So that same class of 30 people, you're going to be with them and you're essentially going to be forced to be friends with them if you want to be sane in the class for an entire year versus in college, you know, I have what, 13 weeks with these kids and then I'm gone. Right. And you had an even shorter period of time with them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, like I was kind of saying earlier, like, it's also like for going back to the English class reference, like the next year there's a good chance a lot of them will be in the same class as you again you know exactly but like in college where you have a lot more flexibility to like work around your classes and you get to choose what classes you do there's no guarantee you'll see the same people at the next level of that class because they might not be taking at the same time as you they might be taking with a different professor there's a lot more options in terms of like where they can go to class and what pathways their does their majors kind of lead up to like what classes they need so like the friends i make in college classes they're not necessarily like my closest friends they're more of like acquaintances that you met during a class yeah i guess how would you define community in in college uh from your point of view so i guess like my definition of community not community college but a community in college i guess is kind of like college is that time where you try to find and express who you are and like not only like like exploring i guess it's like kind of exploring your own interests and then you find like-minded people through that way so like um i think i referenced this earlier but in the previous episode but when i joined the swim team all of a sudden those people became my closest uh group of friends just because i guess like not only the, the amount of exposure i had but i also like we were actively swimming together and we all wanted to swim so just by being near each other we all had that sense of community and then like kind of moving forward after when I quit swim, I kind of want to get more into like volunteerism and being like a little bit more culturally aware. So I moved on to doing a professional like STEM Asian oriented club. And that kind of moved me towards like finding more like-minded people like that. So like in my school, there wasn't, I didn't really have a lot of Asian friends per se, but after I moved, moved on, I kind of like looked and found those people. Yeah. And I think um, one thing that is super important is is kind of that definition of um, that people that you can not only relate to 
um, and people that are around you that are doing the same thing as you, obviously that's, that's super important, but also something, um, that I think at least is super important is something, um, to find at least to find a way that people can support you and you can support them. I think that's the the biggest, the biggest thing within college communities is like that give and take uh, mentality, um, especially with you in SACE, right? So you had that experience of, um, you becoming a leader in that scenario. And, um, of, of course them giving you help, um, when you first started and then you giving back, um, as a senior. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, like the differences in high school, like was like, for me, it was like widely different. Like you being my friend, right. I don't like, I don't know if we would be friends in college if we didn't know each other in high school, just because like, like our interests were so different at one point, you know? So like in high school, it's like working on building those relationships with people that might be different from you. And then in college, it's like building relationships of people who have similar interests and like passions as you. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that kind of brings us to the next point of um, kind of why uh, do you think a community is necessarily important or even in the sense, is it actually necessary in college? Do you think, you know? Well, it's like, I guess speaking from like someone who didn't do, wasn't in commuter school. So as you guys know, we went to school in Massachusetts and we're away from family. So you don't really have that support group or network that you originally had from high school into college, right? So it's important to find those group of friends that can really like put you in that positive environment, that positive mind space where you can just like succeed. And not only that, but like fail. I think failure is a lot more important when you have a community because they can like pretty much prop you back up or like put you back into your place, you know? Yeah, yeah, just to have that support network, uh, network I feel like is super important in college, especially since um, with people that aren't necessarily commuting or people that um, are, you know, kind of a little bit more, I guess, in, in my personal experience, I don't necessarily go out of my way to meet people and stuff like that. So it's, it's super important to at least find some type of, um, I guess, yeah, I would say support network in this scenario. But yeah, I mean, like once you once you in college, once you find that support network, you can like expand it out and you branch out to be have, being part of different like communities per se. Like I wasn't only strictly involved with like the professionalism in Asian STEM clubs, but also like I just had like friends outside of it who just had similar interests as me. Right. And then I wouldn't always actively hang out with people in that club and vice versa. But at the same time, like I would always like introduce them to like close friends like like you, Andrew, where I introduced you a lot of my SACE friends. Yeah, exactly. And and that was something I super, um, you know, I, I appreciated a lot because then, especially um, since I joined a business fret um, and I also have my church community that I tend to gravitate towards, meeting more and more people was definitely something super interesting, especially since a lot of those engineering majors were, you know, going into consulting and stuff like that. And they were asking like, hey, you know, how do you, how do you branch into consulting and how do you interview for, you know, some of the big fives and stuff like that. So that was super interesting how they also helped me with trying to hone my technical skills as a business major, right? So that, again, that kind of give and take is, is, is super important. And I guess that kind of branches into like how we find that positive community, right? And I think the one of the ways that um, at least you helped me with that especially was kind of in the first few years after you joined SACE, I found a lot more um, drive, I guess, to, to meet um, professionally minded people, um, especially since I had joined a business rep beforehand and I had kind of formed a pretty good community with them and began to um, like go into leadership and stuff like that. Um, and then as you did as well, correct? Yeah. 
So I, I, uh, I think for me, like once I got exposed more, it actually opened up a lot more doorways. So like, like originally, like I was only involved with the club on a collegiate level, like not collegiate level, I guess that's the wrong word, um, local campus level. But then it kind of moved on to like the local area and then it moved on to the regional area. And now I'm kind of involved in like the collegiate scene, like the whole like national collegiate scene. Um, I actually, fun fact, little announcement. I just joined the West team from the and moving on from the Northeast team. So round of applause yeah. for Aaron. This happened like like a couple hours ago. Hey, I'm not going to lie. He's like, you want to join? I'm just yes, like, cool. Sir. Okay, do it. But yeah, I think it's definitely important, like not only finding a positive community, but like finding people who can also call you out without like necessarily like offending you. You know, I think uh, not throwing any shade, I guess, but like, how do how do I say this? Back in high school, uh, kind of outside of our swimming friend group that we had, but like. We had we, like me and Andrew hung out in a, like a friend group that was generally our class, but I kind of noticed like the relationships between people got a lot more toxic uh, as the years went by. And like I'm not gonna call out anyone, but like at the same time, like a lot of people did not end up liking each other just because they weren't like calling each other out for their flaws or stuff like that. And that was like kind of the community I really didn't want to have going into college as well. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's that's something. That is one of the big differences between communities in high school versus college. Um, and it's something that actually I feel like in college, you have to learn how to be more guarded about, right? Um, especially in SACE, you know, and also um, the business fraternity that I was in. Um, in a sense, you are going to be trusting and, I guess, you know, open to these people. But also, there is a sense of you um, really figuring out what your priorities are and where other people lie in terms of uh, what they want to do. And um, if some of their, I guess, ideals may affect you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, like, well, I think it's always good to keep an open mind about it too. Like what kind of friends you may have, you know, like the kind of friends you may, you may never know you have. Right. And then like kind of taking those relationships like past college, I think Shane could talk about it, I guess a little bit. Right. Where you just, like a bunch of friends i guess like you were like you got randomly like a bunch of friends after college i was like really surprised well yeah you know what i mean going back to when you were talking about how in college well i went to a school where it was a quarter system so i also had the same experience where like a lot of the people in your classes you're not necessarily looking to develop a long-term friendship with those people because once the class is over you're just going to move on to your lives and especially at the school I went to, we had such a huge population. If I had a couple of people in my classes that I talked to for one quarter, there'd be no way that I would see them again in the next quarters. So my community in college was really those friendships that I made during my first year dorming and whoever I met after dorming living in my apartments. But then the funny thing is after college is where I found a lot of my closest friendships yeah for sure oh just putting it out there guys when you if you're ever thinking about freshman year and like what you should be doing for your i guess like housing situation always do dorming dorming is such a like positive experience in terms of just like finding people right and it's kind of like 
Oh, and it's like such a nice experience too, right? It's such a like big growing experience where you just get to grow outside of like how you were in high school, but figure out how you are by yourself as well. Yeah, especially with living with new people um, that aren't your family, you know, stuff like that. Um, it's, I, I know it's difficult for some people, especially when they go from, you know, living with maybe one or two siblings that you know very well and your parents to, you know, 15 other guys that like, you know, just from all over the country and, you know, all over the world. Um, it, it's obviously a difficult transition at first. Um, and I guess, Aaron, you you kind of lived more close quarters with people, but Northeastern, um, I started out with, uh, it, it's a program called NUN in Montreal, um, where we went for a semester. Um, and I lived with this, uh, this guy from Spain. And um, it was, again, since uh, I'll openly admit I'm an open, uh, I'm an only child. So it was, it was a definitely a, a different scenario when you're when you're sharing um a space with someone learning how to live with them and um kind of cope with uh you know their kind of uh well i guess whether they're dirty or whether they're clean something like that um that's definitely super interesting um and also kind of um finding out you know what he likes to do and stuff like that because he obviously comes in with uh with a, like a very large community um since he was from spain there were a lot of other kids uh from that you know general area um, they would kind of flock together. So, um, you know, getting to know them as well as um, some of the uh, Californians that I found on the trip as well. So, so yeah, I think I think that kind of is like a good segue into like, like how should you be balancing those different communities? And like, like once you find those communities, like how do you spend that time? How do you spend that? Like, like how do you divide it up balancing with school as well? Kind of. So I guess like for me, Personally, I like I'm not the best person to talk to this because like I, I only did all I did was hang out with people to be completely honest. Not a good example, but at the same time, like my kind of like relationship with like balancing community and school was more along lines of just like like trying to find trying to merge those two things together as much as I could. And I know other people may have like different philosophies. I know Andrew does where he like separates school and like like fun times. I try to like incorporate a lot of it together. And then it's like, there's no like a one size fits all to how people do it. So it's kind of like my two cents on it. Don't do what I did where I kind of like, like procrastinated a lot, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. No, I, funny you bring that up. Um, I, I mean, yeah, it, it honestly, that, that is true. Funny. You, you, you brought that kind of difference up because especially up until my junior year, I found it, at least for me personally, very hard to split really studying and having fun, right? Kind of that that switch, I guess. Some people can do it very quickly, like, oh, you know, I'm going to go study now, and then bam, I'm going to go to a party, right? Um, that that immediate focus switch, um, at least for me, and that, that's a very drastic example, but um, it, was, it was hard to d- divide the two. So a lot of times I'd find myself just kind of... Um, sprinting through like you know a two or three week period of not really having that much fun and just kind of studying um doing you know professional development and stuff like that and then having like a week where i just would kind of break down and then just do whatever i wanted you know for that i mean to be quite honest i I just i'd get burnt out and be like ah whatever i don't really care um and i'd spend that week just kind of doing whatever i wanted and you'd see it in you know the assignment stuff like that i would begin to fall behind a little bit and then again, you know, that three week cycle would begin again. So, um, again, that was, yeah, that 
issue with finding the community that will support you during that kind of, I guess, off period, right? Um, or when you're struggling, you know, um, is something that yeah, is, sure. is, is super important. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I think it's always like, like for, especially for like incoming freshmen, you should always try to join an extracurricular club, especially in college. I think it, it's like one of the like biggest, like, I guess like easiest, not biggest, but like easiest way to uh, uh, find new people who are like minded and just like do stuff you're interested in. Right. And if you like, if you don't like the people or you find out you're not that interested in it, you can always leave. Like you're, there's no obligation. Right. Like even with like, even with like fraternity rushing, like a lot of people do drop out of like the rush process because like they just figured out like, oh, this is this isn't for me, and there's no harm in that. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Especially, especially I can I can say with the business fraternity scene, some people come in they rush because they want to see how you know obviously they would fit into the group, but also how you know we interact with each other. Um. And some of them just drop, and I don't blame them because, you know. If it's not really your crowd, you know, you're not going to have the best time if you spend, you know, two or three years after kind of figuring out, hey, you know what, I don't really enjoy this, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think just like don't feel obligated to like commit to a community. Obviously, like, like if you've been part of a club for like four years and you just up and drop, it might seem kind of like shitty, but like, especially your freshman year, like you can just drop whenever you want and no one will ever judge yeah. you. Yeah. Although, t- <laughs> To be fair, um, now that we brought up the topic of kind of, uh, I would say jumping ship, um, I well for starts I don't necessarily think that's a wrong you know like a, a bad thing to do especially if you kind of you, you either got what you needed to or you kind of found another community that suited you better and you know if you were either you know transitioning out um, of you know a club or something like that. Um, that would be, you know, okay, right? There, there's, there's no, there's no harm, no foul in, in just slowly fading out, right? Um, of you know a certain organization that um, that you found in college, right? Um, like especially my business frat, mm-hmm. I kind of got to the point where I, 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 I'm not that engaged in you know a lot of the activities that they do and stuff like that, but um, I'm obviously still there to support them. Yeah, it's not a yeah. fault in like, like leaving, right? It's just like. I guess the point I was trying to put out there was just like, like once you build those relationships up, you also have to maintain them as well. Exactly. And that takes time. Right. Right. You can't just like, you can't just be like, like what's his name? Like Danny Phantom and just goes out of there, you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this is like kind of like my feelings towards that kind of community interaction of like dropping shit. Yeah. Yeah. Especially since I, I feel like a lot of times, either when well when it's not really your choice um when you jump it, it's it's kind of the issue of oh i i'm too bogged down with studies um you know i'm trying to split time between too many organizations stuff like that um which i think is something that's i guess hard um when you first start college because there are so many opportunities in front of you there's so many communities and you sometimes just try to choose all of them right yeah i mean my advice is just like pick two or three that you seem like that you feel like would really interest you and then work from those. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, another thing I, I kind of want to talk about, I guess is just like maintaining your high school relationships in college. Right. I think we kind of touched on this 
in our first episode when we were talking about like me and Andrew, but just like in general, like for example, Shane over here, I've been friends with him longer than Andrew, actually. I think a year, a year longer. About a year longer, yeah. Yeah, so like eight, eight, nine ish years we've known each other. Oh my God, we're old. We're old. Anyway, Very old. Anyways, uh, but like it's just like maintaining those relationships, just like the like occasional check in, maybe play a game of like a video game just once in a while I with like them. You tried to I say know league. I kind of did that to Shane a little, but I almost said League. Yes, we did play League. Oh God, there's nothing wrong but, with saying uh, that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I may have told Shane a little bit more than once to play League with me when I got bored, but. We always see each other. We always try to make time to see each other, especially during the summer when I did come back from college, right? And then it's like, like yeah, we're both in college, but we're also still the same like people that we were before. You know, yeah. we're still we'll always still be friends. All right, so it looks like it's just about time for us to end this podcast, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. I was about to say watching, but uh, just for a reminder that we are we are going to be uploading weekly and. Uh, make sure to follow us on our Instagram or Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the same stuff. Remember, uh, Raising Canes, mid-tier, Chick-fil-A, high-tier. Let's just end it right there. And yeah. Uh, shout out to Shane for uh, joining yes, our sir. team. For being a moderator as well. And yeah, Welcome, sir. That's it. We appreciate you. Welcome. You. Yes, Thank sir. You. Thank you for the warm welcome. Everyone clap for him one more time for his nice commentaries. Fantastic. All right. We'll see you guys next week.